This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com. Well, Jack, I had a brand new experience. Very wild experience. Ooh, do tell. I started physical therapy because from like years of being in the isolate and like just all my stress and tension and like pain is all in my neck and shoulders. And I found this therapist that a couple of other girls from work were going to. And they're like, yeah, he does this like dry needling stuff. And it's like feels really weird. It's freaking awesome. I've had two sessions. Is it like acupuncture or like what's... So kind of. I mean, like they use like acupuncture needles, but they hit the different trigger points and they like move the needle around. And it's not like, it's not painful, but like your muscle like twitches and jumps and then like releases. Except today we moved forward. We moved further down my back into like this part here and so like i'm face down on the table i have my arm down over here he's sticking the the needles into like around like my armpit not my back and like into like my shoulder and he hit something and my arm twitched like thunk. i hit him get out i hit him in the you- crotch <laughs> no you didn't I did. I did. Oh, no. I did. I felt oh, so no. bad. I felt so bad. I'm like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Did he like, was it, was it like known that you hit him in the crotch or did you just kind of like pretend like that you hit him or like? I don't know. I had my face down. Maybe oh, I'm no. like hoping it was his leg, but it like could very well have been in his inner thigh and I felt terrible. But also like, it's kind of comedic. Like, <laughs> you don't know, like I couldn't control it. He like hit this like nerve in my arm and my arm went thunk. In your defense, he should know better. He should know that like when he maybe starts poking around yeah. in these different muscles maybe, that like, you are going to twitch, like move out of the way. Yeah. yeah. So it's not yeah. your fault. I think it's, I think yeah. it's his. He, he yeah. should have seen it coming. Yeah. But. <laughs> wow. Things are like so much looser and they feel so much better. So I'm like, oof, thank you for small miracles. Wow. I can't believe that. Well, actually, I should say I can believe that you're going to physical therapy after over a decade of working in an ICU, NICU, where you're hunched over, like doing all these tedious <laughs> bits of work for 12 hours straight, four times a week, three to four times a week for um, over a decade. It reminds <laughs> me actually today, uh, we were in lab and we were <gasps> going over how to listen to the heart today. We're going over how to listen to um, heart sounds. 
Oh my God. And I was like being the fake patient. Uh-huh. And I was just like, no one wanted to do it. So I was like, you know what? I don't care. I was like, I'll lay in the bed. I will have you all listen to my heart because I, then I would just sit there. I sat there with my stethoscope and mm-hmm. like found my heart sounds exactly where you could hear them really good. And then I just gave the earbuds to the student and like had them alcohol swab them in between and like so they could actually yeah. listen to what the heart is supposed to sound like and where to listen. And it was so funny because so many of them, like I had to tell them, okay, move the bed up because some of them are different like heights. So I was like, okay, you have uh-huh. to move the bed up. You have to move the bed down because all of them were like, hunching over, stepping on their tippy toes, <laughs> hunching over so to try to listen to me. I'm like, you guys, you got to work with the bed. Otherwise, you're going to have a bad back by the time you're 25 like we do. So yes, is this our first tip? Save your back as early as you can. I think that's I think that's an amazing first tip because it's true. I remember thinking as a CNA in nursing school, working on a med surge unit, and I was like, how the fuck am I going to do this for the next 40 years? My wrists and my back already hurt. So no, tip number one, save your back, move the bed, move the chair, move everything up to like your working height. Just make sure the arm rails are up because like people do roll. And make sure if you're checking reflexes that you don't get kicked in the crotch. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like like you kicked or you hit your person. (laughs) Okay. So Jack, you have to do all of the physical assessment teaching stuff. Like that's like what you teach. So you have to make sure people are actually hearing heart sounds. They're actually feeling pulses. When does teaching reflexes come up? Not till the end. It doesn't come up till the end when we do neuro because neuro is usually like the last. Okay. It's one of the last assessments that we do. So it's usually saved for the very end. Yeah. So it's not till the end. So they've got that. You know, it's funny because that is one of those things where they asked me today because they have to check out on all these skills, right? Like they have to check mm-hmm. off. Uh, they need to show me that they can do a cardiac assessment and that they know where to listen to the heart sounds, blah, blah, blah. And they were so funny because they were like, well, how do you know that like we know? What, how do you know that we know? Like, how do you know that we can hear the heart sounds? And I'm like, I don't. Like, that's like, <laughs> I was like, I don't know if you can hear the heart sounds. Like, that's why in nursing school, and I told them, I'm like, you're in nursing school. I promise you there's going to be times when you go in to listen to a patient and you're going to be like, yeah, I, I don't know what I just listened to. <laughs> but yeah. You're probably going to go tell your sounds... preceptor. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, sure. Like, yeah, I heard something. Yeah, everything sounds normal. It's okay. It's normal, like, to not always know exactly what you're listening to. So I told, I was like, yes. I was joking. I was like, well, actually, I don't know what you're listening to. But with the reflexes, that is one of those things that I'm going to have to look for, like, an actual response. Um, so if you haven't picked up on uh, today's topic yet, Danielle and I are doing a Q&A nursing school style. It is the end of September, early October. The fall semester has just begun. We are getting into the full swing of nursing school. Maybe you just started nursing school. Maybe you think you are applying to nursing school. Maybe you're in your senior year. Maybe you're in a master's program going back to school. Maybe you're not in nursing school at all. If you're a nurse, maybe this episode will give you some PTSD about nursing school. Either way, (laughs) we are here to answer real questions from my nursing students, which is so cool. I had a few of them email me questions. And then today in lab, I actually, right when we were leaving, I said, wait, you you, you few kids, like you ones in my group, hang on a second. What questions can, um, can I answer on this podcast? And they actually gave me some really great questions 
really great Amazing. questions. So are you ready to jump in? I I love doing these so much. And I, man, I, I, I have one more thing to say about the heart sounds thing because <laughs> <laughs> follow up, <laughs> follow up. You're just not going to know what things are until like you ask. But if something sounds different than what your sin man or however you're learning on whatever robot, you know, device that you're do- practicing assessments on sounds weird, just tell somebody. Yeah. Because it'll be a, it'll yes, be a learning please, experience. Please. Yeah. If, yeah. It, if it sounds or weird. If you're, if you're not sure, the best thing you can always say too is, I'm not sure. Say, hey, you're always listening to the heart sounds. I'm not sure if I could hear them properly. I'm not sure if I was hearing something strange. Can you just take a listen for me? Exactly. Yes. That's like the go. best way to go about it. Okay. okay ready for the first Questions. question? Let's go. Okay. Question Let's number go. one. This one made me laugh. <laughs> the question was, I, or statement, I now feel an underlying constant level of anxiety, anxiety about due dates, anxiety about tests, anxiety about everything. I've never, I've never really experienced a lot of anxiety and now it's just constant. Does this go away? And do you have any tips? I I feel like (laughs) this is where, you know, my friends are like, do you want tough love or do you want sympathy? (laughs) You don't want to hear my answer. My answer is not sympathy. <laughs> it's so hard because nursing school is like such a completely different amount of anxiety. But um, but no, it doesn't go away. You learn to <laughs> you learn to deal with it. But every nurse that goes home is going to sit there, and especially like maybe like the first year of nursing school or of nursing school and your career, you're going to be like, did I give all the right meds? Did I double check everything? Did I remember to empty the Foley? Did I like write down the correct, like in and out? Did I remember to tell about like this, like lab value? Like, oh, y'all, that's the, that's part of the career. It's so real, but it's so true that like, I don't think that when you enter a nursing school, you probably have no idea about this constant level of anxiety that you are just welcoming into your mm-hmm. new life. There's yes, good you know, stress, exactly there's bad stress. Yeah. Yeah. I told them like, yes. I said yes and no. One, no, it doesn't go away, especially with the school stuff. Like I've said this on the podcast before. I still like I literally had this nightmare this week. I still have nightmares that I forgot to take a class for my doctorate program and I didn't graduate. And then I literally had to wake up and like snap myself out of it and be like, no, you you, you took the class like you're done. You graduated like that anxiety of like, the, the being in school test, like when, are, when is the paper due? When is the project due? When's the exam? Did I miss this deadline? Like there, there's that anxiety that takes a very long time to go away. And hundred percent, I said the same thing. Being a nurse, you're always going to have anxiety. We all, I think also like I, Danielle, you probably have a story too. Like we all have a few stories of like, I remember I left a shift. I was going, getting on an airplane to go somewhere and I could not could not relax because I was so convinced that I forgot to give an antibiotic. I was like, Oh my God, I forgot to give this antibiotic. Like what's going to happen. I, I was like, I have to get off this plane so I can check, check my charting. Um, you have anxiety about getting sued. You have anxiety about like things that happen after you leave the hospital. So yeah, tough love. Um, it, it doesn't really go away, but, but let's give them a little positive. Yes. I was going to say, how can we, how can we help make this a little bit better? So. There's like a 
good stress component to it that will help to make you double check everything. Yep. So know that, that you like use that stress, use that anxiety, be like, and like make like a checklist for yourself, even in clinicals, be like, okay, what are like the most important things? Did I give meds? Did I give the meds to the right patient? Did I chart everything? And honestly, like something that really helped my nursing anxiety is overchart, chart Mm -hmm. everything because Mm -hmm. then you haven't missed anything. Yeah. But only what you see. (laughs) Okay. Like within limits, but like be very detailed. I love it. Yes. Unfortunately, it will never go away, but I do think that you learn to deal with it and cope with it and certain things like, you know, just going to work. There will be a day where you don't feel anxious just going to work. I promise that day will come right too. Oh, like, yes. And there will, be a, there will be a day where you go to clinical and you probably like won't feel super anxious going to clinical. Like that will probably happen eventually mm-hmm. in nursing school. There will be a day where you don't feel anxious. But yeah, a lot of that anxiety, um, it makes you a better nurse. Honestly, I think it makes you a better nurse yeah. and certain things just become more second nature. And then, you mm-hmm. know, eventually you kind of just learn to, to deal with it. And then you have nightmares five to 10 years later, like Danielle and I do. <laughs> But just, I I always liked this piece of advice. Always try to leave your patient better than what you found them. And mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. as long as like you've given your best and you know you've done like everything that you could for that patient, it really goes for nursing as a whole. Like, even if like you're doing bereavement care or you have a sudden loss, that's like a really comforting thing too. Like, you can only do so much because you might have doctors that are not hearing you like what you're asking for. You might have other team members that are not, you know, listening or think that think that something better, uh, think that there's like a better alternative, you know? Um, so as long as like, you know, that you did your best, that's like a really helpful way to um, handle your anxiety. Ah, uh, hmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Ah, hmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Ah, hmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. (laughs) 
So the next question is actually really similar, I think phrased a little bit different, but I really liked how this person uh, brought up the question. So I'm going to, I'm going to say it and we'll kind of address this one too. This question is kind of similar to the anxiety, but it's saying, I never used to second guess myself. And now I feel like I'm second guessing myself all of the time with everything. When something is due, what to answer on the exam, how to act like in clinical, like I feel like I, I have normal social skills. And now all of a sudden I'm questioning everything that I say and do. What is up with this? Are you a woman and do <laughs> you have <laughs> generational trauma with um, your self-worth? Um, <laughs> no, this is so, <laughs> this is so normal. Normal. Extremely so normal. normal. Maybe that, maybe nursing is why I second guess myself <laughs> and my worth constantly. <laughs> you know, maybe, maybe ding, ding, ding. I'm going to tell my therapist I figured it out. no. Because it's not just you, right? Like you are entrusted with um, with other people's lives. And of mm-hmm. course, things are going to be scarier when like, like that's a huge thing to carry. But it's also like a really beautiful thing to carry that like you want to do this. You want to be that person that is going to help care for other people when they need it the most. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's okay to second guess yourself. Again, like second guessing yourself is also like a good like reminder, like second guess yourself. Be like, again, did I give the right medication to the right patient? Um, Mm -hmm. Did I get everything done? Did I chart everything? You know, I think, I think it's okay to second guess yourself, but like also, I don't know, you're, I feel like you can answer this from a better standpoint of because you're by and far more of an organized human in life than I am. Um, maybe like a checklist type thing. Like, I feel yeah, like- I, <laughs> I see what you're saying with that. But you know what? I think that you, you like something that I know you, you believe in really strongly is when it comes to second guessing yourself that yes, like those things are all good to have. And it's just like the anxiety bit. Like, it's okay. If there's a reason that it's there, second, like check your stuff twice. But at the same time, the more experience that you get and the the longer you're in this career, you're going to start to learn to trust your intuition. Mm-hmm. You're going to start to pick up on little things and just start going with your gut a little bit more. So I would say like start to embrace some of that now. Um, maybe not with like patient care stuff, but like my biggest example is like questions on an exam. If you're in between mm-hmm. two questions on the exam and you're like A or B, A or B, why am I second guessing myself? Maybe don't second guess yourself and see what happens because maybe your intuition is telling you the right thing. Um, But again, just know that this is so normal because when you Mm -hmm. think about entering nursing school, this is why this is the best way I explain to my students about why it's so hard in the beginning. Nursing, learning nursing is like learning a new language. It's not like going to history class. You are learning a new language. It is a completely new way of being assessed and being graded and being like, quote unquote, judged, I guess. Not only are you having to prove yourself on these exams, like multiple choice, short answer, but it's it's competency based. You're having to show someone that you know how to do a cardiac assessment. You have to show that you know how to like build rapport and trust with a patient. Those are not really normal things that people have had to be evaluated on before. So Mm. learning how to be a nurse is like, it's such a science and an art. So it's normal to feel really overwhelmed, second guess yourself. 
because you're learning a new language. Like, like even just think about medical language, like you're reading a history in HPI and you don't understand half the words because they're either like acronyms or medical terms or whatever. It is literally a new language. So cut yourself some slack. That is such good. Mm. That's that was yeah. beautiful. I, 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 that was beautiful. I, a nice little pep talk. Okay, I hope that helped. Yeah. Um, let's move on <laughs> because those two questions okay. were very similar. Okay. Oh man. Oh man. Danielle, these like these questions are like, I feel like you and I are just gonna be like both the bad cop right now with answering these questions. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Not with this okay. one. Not with this one. Okay. Okay. How do I find a better work, school, life balance? Um, I'm really struggling at the start of the semester. It feels like there's always something I should be doing. So I feel guilty taking any time for myself. Take the time for yourself. Yeah. You have to. You're going to lose your mind. Nursing school is really, really fucking hard. And take the time. It can't be your whole life. I mean, it, it is to a certain extent. But like, you have to find some things that bring you joy, that bring you rest, that bring you some sense of peace. Well, a part that really resonated with me here, though, is when they said it's like it feels like there's always something I should be doing, and I feel mm-hmm. guilty for taking time off. How would you? What advice would you give someone that's saying that? Like, how do you not feel guilty about taking time for yourself? Uh, I am not a therapist. <laughs> I can give you what I was kind of thinking. I was kind okay. of sitting on this because. That really resonated with me because yeah, I do it all the time. I'm terrible at this. Carry guilt constantly. Yeah. I'm like, you know, especially, you know, you and I work, we have, you know, our day jobs, but then we also have a podcast and we have like, we're running businesses. And so I still Mm -hmm. struggle with this. Like there's all there is, there's always something you can do. But I think the, the first thing is realizing that kind of like the anxiety, this kind of feeling also may never go away when you're a nurse, it's always going to feel like there is something that you should or could be doing for your patient, for your school to better your career. You have to start learning now to take care of your, you know, that, that cliche quote about needing to take care of yourself before you take care of others, because Mm -hmm. that is going to catch up to you really fast in this career. So Try by taking little things now to start like creating boundaries for yourself that, you know what, I don't care how much I have to study today. I'm going to take 30 minutes and go on a walk. I'm going to take 30 minutes and call a friend. I'm going to cook dinner for myself. I would say, you know, one of the biggest ways I shut off my mind is honestly like Netflix and TV. That is the one thing I think in school that it's not a great habit to get into yeah. Because when you take a 30 minute break to watch one episode, chances are like you're going to sink into the couch. And next thing you know, you're 10 episodes deep and you're actually not going to do your assignment. But try to start finding these little things that lay you up. And mm-hmm. just as we said that nursing school is like learning a, a new language and nursing school is so different. Your self-care might also start to look a lot different now than it used to. Yeah. You know, yeah. Before you might you might used to love sitting down with a book and cozying up with a book. Now you may not want to even look at words or anything like that in the near future. So maybe your self-care starts to look a little different. Yeah. Oh. 
there's just like so much weight to that about like feeling guilty that I I think has so much more to do with I mean honestly with like codependency because we get mm. like if we're not doing things for other people then like we aren't going to be liked mm-hmm. mm. you know mm. yeah yeah see you know what's interesting the the bit about feeling like there's always something I should do that I do struggle with However, the guilt part, I don't mm-hmm. really struggle with that anymore. I think that's like good. that's also just that's I think like comes with age and experience where mm-hmm. like I was explaining to my students, like it's really difficult. I think when you're in your, you know, your first nursing program, I think mm-hmm. eventually when if for people that go back to school or they go back to school when they're older or maybe they're finding a new career when they're older, you have so many life experiences and, and you know how important it is to take care of yourself that it's a lot easier to create those boundaries. Like I know when it I was is. in grad school, I was like, I refuse to study past seven o'clock. I refuse. Like, I don't care if I don't do well on the exam. I will close my books at, after seven. Like, I just, I'm not going to do it. And I really don't care. But when I was an undergrad, like I would stay up all night. I would do anything it took to just keep going. So I think mm-hmm. that maybe a part of this is like just being easy on yourself and kind of yeah, not making those mistakes, but just like le- like learning how learning how you work and learning how yes you're gonna find a new normal in nursing school. I love that. I really love I that. Know. I don't know. I feel like that yeah. doesn't make sense, but whatever. No, <laughs> it totally made sense. And I don't. And I didn't. I didn't mean to like because if this person is listening to the podcast and is like, oh my god, Danielle thinks I'm codependent. Uh, hi, I'm codependent too. <laughs> like, but I'm like a rehab rehabilitating codependent. Same. I'm a, I'm a rehabilitated codependent. I'm like yeah. in full remission. I would not full remission, but I'm like in pretty like far on remission from being a codependent, but it still comes yeah. out. It still comes out, but I'm doing pretty damn good. Ah, mm, the first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com. Okay, my next few questions are about clinical. Okay, let's do it. Fun, fun times in clinical. Okay. So a lot of these students, I think, especially are just starting in clinical right now, or maybe they're starting Mm -hmm. in their specialty rotations. Maybe they're starting to work one-on-one with a preceptor. So here are the the top questions about clinical. Okay. One quick second. Is it still the norm in nursing school to start in like geriatrics? Like, is that the first clinical that people are doing? Or is it like med surge. I know it's not peds. I know peds in like L and D are like what, like junior year? Yeah, it's med surge. So their first year, their first one and or two semesters is med surge. And then they kind of go from there. 
peds, L&D, mental health, community, and then they'll okay. do their like one-on-one preceptorships towards the end. Okay. So it's not like just like a geriatric clinical, like nursing home stuff. Because that's exactly. how it was for me. So, okay. Right. So let's, let's gauge this to just like general. And then I want to throw in some tips about your specialty stuff later, but let's start okay. with just like, this is your general med surge, like first or second clinical rotations ever. Got it. Okay. This is a question I feel like you and I have answered like 15 times in the podcast, but we're just going to do it again. (laughs) I feel like I'm annoying or I'm just in the way at clinical. How do I make sure my nurse doesn't hate me and get in their way? I love this question. And I feel we've, I feel like this is the best this question has ever been posed. I will say. I agree. Props to you. That is exactly how you feel. Annoying and in the way. It is. It is exactly how you feel. I I mean, I was there. And also, like, I'm so fucking introverted that, like, talking to people. I mean, like, I love people. I love being a nurse. But it took me a long time to be like, you know, God, even answering the phone to, like, update a family. Ugh, wanting to vomit. So not wanting to be in the way and, like, talking to other people like it's just like it's an anxious it's an anxious thing um but just take a deep breath like ultimately they know you're there to learn and if they're a bitch to you jack will call them out because trust me she is a feisty woman you don't want to mess with and she is very protective of students so if you don't have a clinical instructor like jack i'm sorry but it's true though. Like, it actually is true it is true it is true and while your nurse may be like a little annoyed at the start of their shift because maybe they didn't know the students were coming that day give them a second to like get their day together then just be like hey i am so nervous just be honest be honest and kill people with kindness like that has worked for me my entire life be like i honestly am terrified today but i really want to learn just tell me what I can do to like make your day a little bit easier. And, you know, just I'm ready to like learn anything you can teach me. Danny, I could not agree with you more. I think you said it perfectly. I think going in, knowing, like just having, unfortunately, that expectation, just knowing that maybe you may not have the most friendly nurse. And I I say this to my students to kind of remind them to try and not think, take things too personally. It is not about you. It is so not about you. It's not you. (laughs) I told them just as these nurses have been in your shoes one day, they have, they have been terrified on their first day of clinical in school. Mm -hmm. All of the nurses that are doing this to you, I promise you one day you're going to be working as a nurse and you're going to have a shitty assignment and you're going to walk in all stressed out about your day. And then they're going to give you a student. And even though you're going to be nicer to them because you know better, there is going to be a part of you that is going to be annoyed because you're going to be like, oh, I just want to get my stuff done for the day. Like, and now I have to teach this student. I said, just Mm -hmm. like how they've been in your shoes, I promise you one day they are good. You're going to be in their shoes. So try to not take it personally. I said, and I explained everything that you just said especially at the start of the shift between the hour of seven and eight or seven and nine, we'll say when we have huddle to report to meds being due, it is a stressful time. They are going to be running all over the place. Um, 
And you are going to feel a little like you're maybe you're in the way. I completely agree with what you said. Kill them with kindness. Be honest. Say, I, I really, you know, I, it's not my intention to get in your way. I really want to make today easier for you. How can I help? I'm really nervous. I really appreciate you teaching me. Like this means so much to me. I learned so much from this, you know, killing them with kindness, offering to do things. Do you want me to go grab um, the patient in 18 water? Do you need me to go, you know, take away their lunch tray? You may not feel comfortable doing like medical, medical things yet. So Mm -hmm. ask and offer to do things that you for sure can help with, right? Like walking them to the bathroom, getting them like a ice chips, you know, things like that. Just keep offering to help. And in the word, like if you do all of these things and it's still 11 a.m. and they are giving you attitude up, down and sideways and you are not learning and you feel like you're in a uncomfortable or threatening learning situation, then for sure, tell your instructor and see if they can facilitate, see if maybe you can even switch nurses, see if you can just kind of chill with your, you know, you have your instructor teach you things throughout the day. Then, you know, definitely say something to your instructor. That's the last yeah. thing I would say about that. Yeah. But again, yeah. normal things. I mean, like, I Very cannot normal. tell you, Danielle and I were in nursing school a long time ago and we felt exactly the same. Okay. So kind of building mm-hmm. off of that, not just with your nurse, the next question is, how do I engage with patients during my clinical rotations? So this is making me think like, mm. again, those kind of introverted, a little nervous. Um, I think even the most extroverted people get really weirded out in these situations. Like, what do I well, say? Yeah. It's a new, it's like a new script to learn, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'd say for like the most introverted person because that's I feel like what I can relate to the most is just like walk in and be like hi I'm a nursing student my name's Danielle let me know if you need anything today yeah easy I'm yeah. working with nurse Lauren today mm-hmm. I'm working with Lauren today I'm gonna be around with them all day let me know if you need anything I think that's great yeah I yeah think that's great I think that's great I think another thing too like that I like to kind of offer up to my students in terms of a script. Danielle, I think that's, I love that word script because that's honestly what it is. When you become Mm -hmm. a nurse, you kind of have these scripts just in the back of your head and you say a lot of the same thing to every patient in the morning. Hi, my name is Jackie. I'm going to be your nurse today. How are you feeling? Like you start saying Mm -hmm. the same thing. So start coming up with your script. Hi, my name is Danielle. My name is Jackie. I'm your nursing. I'm, I'm a nursing student at UIC. I'm going to be working with you and your nurse Lauren today. Um, how, you know, is there anything I can do to help you? How are you feeling? How was your night? Um, I'm going to be doing just a brief health assessment. Don't even tell them it's for practicing. Just tell them I'm going to do a quick yeah. health assessment. I'm, I want to listen. I'm going to listen to your heart and lungs. I'm going to let Lauren mm-hmm. know if I hear anything abnormal. Let me know if you're having any, you know, changes or you're having any pain. Fake and it until you yeah. make it people. Yes. Because it is <laughs> the more you say it, the more rooms you go into and are like, hi, I'm Danielle. I'm your nurse today. It is going to become, it's like second nature. Then you're more comfortable mm-hmm. with it. Then you're more able to be like, you know, how are you feeling? What, it, like, does this feel a little bit different? Like, oh my God, like asking the people the sexual questions and stuff like that, like their like health history on like reproduction, stuff like that. Oh my God. I was a nervous wreck as a yeah. We as a we nurse. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, but the more you mm-hmm. say it, like you're going to be more comfortable with it. It's just yeah. it's it's another one of those things. It's going to take time. 
But just, you know, nobody wants to be in the hospital. Nobody wants to be sick. So by that same token, no one wants some jerk taking care of them. Yeah, exactly. So be nice, be kind, because they're in a really shitty spot too. So, Mm -hmm. And kind of like similar with the nurse thing, like how you said, patients are in the hospital. They don't want to be in the hospital. Try not to take things personally if you're not being welcomed with kindness. Um, However, Mm -hmm. I will say in my experience, when students go in with a, you know, simple things with a smile, with a little bit of positive energy, like even if you're nervous, usually the patients respond really well. Another Mm -hmm. little thing you can add to your script, just like a cute little, I don't even know what you want to call it. Little, little statement you can add in there. Little joke, little quip. There you go. Love it. Little quip you can add in is again, here's a script. I'm Jackie. I'm your nurse. I'm, I'm a nursing student at UIC. I'm in working with um, your nurse Danielle today. Isn't that awesome? You have two nurses today. Saying it like yeah. in a positive way. Don't tell them like, oh, I'm yeah. a nursing student. I don't, I don't know anything. Like this is my first no. time I'm ever giving a heparin injection. Like, no, fake it till you make it. Tell them you've got two nurses today. You've got two people helping you out today. And they're going to be like, you get yeah, extra care. Some- <laughs> exactly. Extra care for the price of one today literally two for one like that's a yeah joke. i mean like these are these are corny ass nursing jokes but two for yeah one but they're so great you're one. like i'm the free labor you know like <laughs> literally people love that people they do like, the they laugh. really do they'll laugh yeah yeah they'll yeah. laugh so embrace your weirdness one more tip i'm gonna say because i know i have a lot of bi and even trilingual students something mm-hmm. else that i really want to encourage any students listening now is to let your professor know if you speak multiple languages, because oh yeah, if you're in clinical and they can assign you to a patient that speaks the or ha- speaks a native language that you can also speak, that will help your patient and their nurse immensely. It'll also probably take a lot of your anxiety away that you get to communicate with your patient in the language mm-hmm. that you both know. It's yeah. such a positive, uh, such a positive attribute to to bring to patient care. So don't yes. be shy about it. Tell your instructor, yeah. hey, by the way, I speak Spanish, I speak French, I speak Polish, Russian, whatever, Mandarin. If there's any patients that speak that language, I'm more than happy to be assigned to them. Your your instructor is going to be like, oh my god, you're freaking awesome. Where did you hear that? And you're going to send them over here. <laughs> you're going to be like, <laughs> like I heard it from Dr. Camardo. She's the best. <laughs> Okay, I have one more question and then I want to okay. end with a little with with one like I want to end with you and I giving just one more little pep talk. So, I love last it. question. Okay. This one this one I have never this isn't is it a question that has never been submitted before and I really Ooh. love it. So I'm curious to hear your response to this first. Okay. Okay. Sometimes there's a difference between what my school book and clinical nurse or instructor is telling me how to do things. Who do I listen to and how do I know which is right? Mm. Uh, Unfortunately, you have to know the answers to all of them, depending on what setting you're in. When you are in school, you are going to want whatever answer is in the book and what your clinical instructor is telling you. When you are in work, you have to go by like the policies that are in place by the hospital. Now, there are like if you see new research, if you're like um one of those like that loves to 
you know, learn the next best thing, which good for you. Amazing. Love it. And you think there's a better way of doing something. There are like research teams. There's policy and procedures teams within the hospital that you can also get lined up with. But you have to go by hospital policy. You also have to go by book and clinical instructor. So make the best choice with what you have. Good question. Really good question. There's not like a straight answer to this one either, because I love how also all of these questions are really introductions to questions that you are going to have for the rest of your career. Like there are going to be times when there's going to be times when you're a nurse and you're going to have the nurse practitioner tell you one thing the attending tell you another thing, but the patient wants another thing and the research is telling you another thing and you're stuck in the middle of all of these opinions and not knowing what to do. I would say like, I, again, I, again, totally agree with what you said. It depends on the setting. Like Mm -hmm. if you're, you're taking an exam and the, that's a multiple choice question and you know that, oh, this is one thing that I saw in the hospital. I saw them do it this way in the hospital but I know this is how we learned it in the lecture, or this is what it said in the book, then you're going to have to answer it how it's in the lecture or the book. I always tell my my students in clinical, and not to be, um, I think I'm biased because I'm a clinical instructor. I think if I were to have to actually answer this question, I would say your clinical instructor is probably the most reliable source to help you navigate what is really the right thing to do because they're kind of that segue of they know what you're learning in the book and in class. They also know how things are being done at the bedside in a different way. So hopefully they're going to be the ones to tell you this is a corner that is not worth cutting or this is how they're doing it here. But, you know, really you should do it like this. It depends. Mm -hmm. Hopefully you have a good instructor that's going to be honest with you. But what I tell my students is, listen, in healthcare, there are going to be certain corners that are going to be cut. It just sometimes it just has to happen. Like there's just sometimes there's certain ways that you do thing in the hospital that you're not going to see it done this way in the book. Like, am Mm -hmm. I every time I go in to do a head to toe assessment? Am I assessing everyone's scalp for lice when I come in and see them for the no, like I'm not doing that. There's some corners that are worth cutting, but there are also corners that you cannot cut. So it's kind of like figuring out what corners do I, can I never cut for the protection of the patient and the protection of myself? So when in doubt, ask, when in doubt, ask, but this is a really, this is a hard question to answer. It is. And things are going to be so different from like hospital to hospital, um, and there honestly are a lot of right ways to do the same thing, mm-hmm. but everything is always kind of like a variation on, you know, the same theme, if that makes sense. Yeah. yeah, you're so right. I mean, if a patient comes in with hypertension and diabetes, you could probably have five different doctors that are going to assign five different care plans of how to take care of this patient. Medicine mm-hmm. is a, again, it's a science, but it's also an art. There's not always a direct answer. There's different ways to do it. So again, try not to stress out with a lot of yeah. experience and time. You will start to trust your gut. You'll start to figure out what is the right way to do things and who to listen to and, and who to go for, for guidance in these kind of questions. Okay. Pep talk time. Oh boy. 
Okay. I love, I love a good peck talk. I've probably been needing to give them to myself more often than I care to admit <laughs> lately, uh, which is totally valid, totally fair, and totally fine. But I haven't had to give one to anyone else in a minute. So bear with me. I am so excited for new nurses because while there's a lot of shit that comes with nursing, it is still to this day, to this second, right now, timestamp 423. My degree, my nursing degree is my greatest possession. It is the thing that I am most proud of, that I have completed, that I have done, that I have worked in. All of these questions are things that you are going to continue to learn and build and grow on, like talking to patients, like gaining their trust, stuff like that. Like you're not going to be perfect right out the gate and no one expects you to be perfect, but like trust your voice and trust that you'll get there because you will. It's just going to take some time, like everything else in life, like all good things. It takes time, but you will get there. Wow. I am not going to top that. So I am not going to give a pep talk. That was really, that was great. Oh. I almost want to go back to school. Great, Danielle. That was amazing. It is really I inspiring to, students. to hear like from the new generation of nurses because they are going to enter healthcare at such a unique time and so much is changing and like, we need you. We need you to desperately. Yeah. So, you know, thank you so much for, for submitting all of these questions. And I hope that you found value in the answers. Um, if I were to give any more last pieces of advice after Danny's pep talk, it would just be to find support, find support in your community mm-hmm. of other nursing students, find support online, on TikTok, maybe not always TikTok because it's not always a great place, but finding support in safe online communities and spaces. Um, maybe that's at this podcast here. Maybe that's at a a, a group through your university. Maybe yeah. you set up a study group. You know, Try your best to find support because I'm assuming if you're a nursing student, you probably listen to all these questions and you were like, damn, I had the same question. You are all going through the same thing. We have all been there. Every nurse that has ever gone ahead of you has been there. So try to surround yourself with supportive people that are going to make this process a little bit easier. So keep your chin up. We love you. We are so grateful, one, that you are becoming a nurse, and two, that you are part of our lovely community here at the WOMED. We are so, so, so grateful that you listen to us every Friday. (laughs) WOMED out. Mmm, the first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Ah, mmm, the first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com.